Wait, so repeat what you just said. So, I think the way forward with humanity is through the physical. Because the physical changes the mental. And we're all talking about these mental constructions and mental things going on. And so, when the physical changes the mental, it opens the door for mental change. You know, as a matter of fact, I don't think you can change your thoughts unless you actually change your physical body and physical activities. Yes. Uh, but they're, at they're all. together. At all. Yeah, they are, they are together. You need... Physical change for mental change, mental change for physical change, yin and yang. Well, mental change for overall, like, emotional change would be the next step. Because I think what we're talking about is, like, when you're talking about massive societies and the fear constructs that people have as to I'm this or I'm that is is largely based on the, like, it's the mental... That's not physical. That's definitely a mental construct, right? Right. Um, well, which feeds into what you were saying about the media. The media feeds into you stay in these same social circles. You stay in the same thought process. You are surrounded by like-minded people who all say the same thing, and you just stay on your narrative. You stay with the team. You stay with your conformity. You feel it's safe because it's shelter from the storm. But in reality, you're, you're falling into the tyrant's plan. So what's happening now is there's a message that is very, very obvious and very, very wrong. And everybody can feel it. Right, everybody can feel it, and I'm calling it out because I trust my feeling on on this kind of stuff. And the narrative is not pushed by this is what we were talking about earlier. It's not pushed by um, the people that are saying it. The people that are saying it are putting it on Facebook because they feel a certain type of way, and they're seeing the information from media or whatever sources that are telling them they should feel or think this sort of way. That's news, right? And so these people go on their own little social media and they post something or they say something in public about whatever, you know, needs to be, whatever agenda needs to be pushed. And so now the agenda and the, the uh, voice, the agenda is the same, but the voice is not coming from the source. The voice is coming from the other human being that's like you or I that's been impacted and is kind of reverberating that back so you can never figure out where the source is right because it's always just and so then well how do you know this to be true well opposition opposing voices have been uh uh like silence they don't get the exposure online that the narrative voices get so that, that there it is in and of itself that's like hitler shit right legit like going on right now like and everyone thinks it's cool to kind of play around with this type of stuff but so okay so how does that relate to the mental construct that we were just talking about because we identified sort of how propaganda or how uh the agenda that is set is being actually peddled through you and i and other people and little social media accounts not like one like, the White House isn't putting out this, 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 and that. 
you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> the Queen's Buckingham Palace and Parliament is putting out this, 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 and that. It, it's coming from people that are scared putting up social media, and then those representatives hop on that. And, ah, man, this is tough. We're, this is, like, the issue, though, with, like, how humans are interacting, like, in a bad way, if we can identify this. For example... Uh, the elections being messed with by the Iranians uh, and the Russians and the Chinese, right? They, they, they put whatever ads they want. They say whatever they want. They, they put something that says uh, blah, 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 blah. And then you and I see that on our Facebook feed and go, holy shit, you know, and we don't check the truth of it. We just go, I just read. And then we put it out to 20 of our friends. Right. Um, and then they put out the 20 of their friends and it just keeps on going. Okay. And because people are more willing and Hitler said this, people will, will take the big lie over the truth. Right. Because they want something bigger. People. Oh, yes, it sounds good. Let's blame it all on Jews. Oh, let's blame it all on gypsies. You you specify certain groups. All right. So so you got the Russians, the Chinese and the Iranians messing with our Internet to make us doubt the the uh, legitimacy of our uh, elections, all right? Did they actually do anything? No, they just put fucking shit out there that made us question it. And here we are, a year later, we're still arguing about the elections were stolen, the elections were blah blah blah. Dude, all they have to do is seed that seed of doubt. And then, whoa, and look, you it's a Jenga game. You pull one little block, and it starts, oh, pull another little block. You just have to keep hacking away. That's how the, um, the Spartans beat the um, Athenians, is because they made them doubt. And the Athenians had an open society where people could say and talk and say whatever they wanted. And the Spartans knew that. And there were people who were with the Spartans, and there were people that the Spartans put in there, and they were able to topple the Athenians, right? You destroy something from the inside. We're killing ourselves. Our, our republic is destroying itself by fighting from the inside. They don't even have to do anything. They don't have to invade us. Just let us go and watch what we do, right? We got American on American. We, it's, it's almost a civil war-ish. In that we've drawn lines and you're either with us or against us. And that's how they keep us from reaching our higher vibrational value of where we are supposed to be. Happy, living with plants, doing what we're supposed to do. Okay. So, we're killing ourselves from the inside. Like, I literally think a lot of times, like, when I go online and I see some stuff, I'm like, I, I just think, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> What the fuck are you guys doing? Not sugarcoating it, not saying it's soft, not saying it, like do you guys like people that are in charge, people are doing this and that, like what are they focusing on? What are they doing? What are they trying to accomplish? What's the end result? Are we trying to have some sort of socialized structure that is um perfectly not offensive? perfectly in line with all humanity and never rough or you know like like what ideal is being sought after here control uh, no it yes, cannot be that it is because it all comes down to money you gotta say it so we can hear it. am i not saying it no did, did it pick it up though yeah it's still going oh, okay. yeah sorry. control it's control 
They control the media, they control the money, they control everything, and they've figured out that they don't need to segregate us because we'll segregate ourselves. We'll move into our, you have Chinatown, you have Koreatown, you have Mexicans living on the south side of San Antonio, you have black people generally living on the east side of San Antonio. We put ourselves into our little boxes and say, you're straight, you're gay, you're bi, you're this, you're that, you're a man, you're a woman, you're a Republican, you're a cowboy fan, you're an Astros fan. We find whatever we can to keep us uh, divided instead of going, you're a human being, we both live on this planet, there's no other planet like this in the whole wide world that can have life that like us, and what are we doing with it? We're pissing it away and wasting it, fighting with each other over bullshit when we could be exploring the stars, planting plants, having enough food for everybody, and singing Kumbaya, which is an over-utopian society, but it, the idea of us working together for a common good to make the world a better place. Why shouldn't we and why aren't we doing that? But a lot of people are doing what you just said. Chasing the stars and doing all that. Like, NASA exists. SpaceX exists. All right. NASA exists because of the Nazis. All of... You go back to Operation Paperclip. We brought all those dudes, and they came here. So, my, my problem with space exploration is that I see the stars. They're awesome. But do you know that we've only explored 10% of the ocean? The only... 10% of the ocean. We don't know what's at the bottom, but yet here we are trying to get off the planet because we've destroyed it so much that we need to find some plans like what are we going to do because this place is going down, right, versus... What if that narrative isn't true? Mm, it's hot. It's miserable. I think of, I go back to the Matrix when uh, the agent, Agent Smith, is telling him that people are a virus and that the Earth I is trying... and we like to say that, look, but I don't believe it. Okay, and you can believe it. <laughs> See, and it doesn't hurt anybody or anything, and we just go on with it, oh, you know? Awesome. See how we agree to disagree? See how we agree to disagree, yeah. and it's not even a big deal? It's not even. It's like, yeah. And and maybe there's there's right and wrong. Maybe you're half right. Maybe I'm half right. Maybe neither one of us is right. Maybe we're totally wrong. But from my perspective or what I've seen yeah. and your perspective of what you've seen, and maybe we are a little too bleak. But it is, I just, dude, I'm telling you, L.A. was so sad. The border things that we got going on, so it's just like, why can't we just figure this out and help each other out? Like, what are we, what are we really doing? We're watching the Kardashians and we're staying busy. Well, in the immigration, let's just say that, we're like dealing with people that are quote-unquote foreign. Right. Right? Because you can have foreign people even within your country. Like, oh, yeah. I would say people from Boston are foreign to people from San Antonio or foreign people from a ranch in, in Montana or something. Yes. Uh, is how to value, how do you value, like, all these people coming up from wherever they're coming up from or trying to immigrate in whatever ways they can, whether it be legally or illegal, just trying to get into this a better life, like, like... We're having a real tough time putting a value on these people or agreeing on a value of these people because some people think like, oh, you need to value them as if they are your brother and sister. And some people are like, oh, you need to value them as if they are a criminal and then they need to be, you know, assimilated in as if from criminal to to normal person or like normal civilian or whatever you say. So it's like 
That's a huge, huge spectrum of people valuing a quote-unquote foreigner immigrating. Mm -hmm. If not for foreigners, we would not have hamburgers. We wouldn't have pizza. We wouldn't have the differences and the... the... I'm saying ultimately we are foreigners, yeah. We're all foreigners. Dude, we're all aliens. And we were all immigrants at one time. Because everybody came from somewhere. Are, Are you living where you were born? But I'm asking you about that difference, that spectrum difference. Why the fuck is there such a huge valuation difference? Because who does it benefit? Who or what does it benefit to keep those people, to keep the the variation, to keep the spectrum so vast? Well, we can, if we just see them as criminals, Mm -hmm. if these people are criminals, that there's power and authority over a criminal. Um, oh, I can't think of it. Which is the one side of the spectrum. And then the other one was these are our brothers. These are our brothers. These are our families. These are are humans just like us. Aren't we all the same? That's too. That's the society is not cannot take that. What we're all we should treat each other with kindness. But I'm saying because of that disparity, we are obviously. I mean, people talk about this shit every day. So yeah, because of the the opposition. We cannot value these people in the same way. This person literally wants them to be valued like dirt. Some people. Ignorance. Ignorance. Well, they have a perspective. They have a very, very narrow perspective. Right. Yeah. But that, that, those people, in quotes, right? Those people have likely not have the opportunity to experience that kind of persecution where you have to flee on foot to try to li- to try to survive the people that are judging them as yeah yeah okay. right they probably haven't had to suffer a whole lot or been outed or been persecuted or been hungry maybe maybe never even hungry L- look at people like we can't get anyone to work right now right the restaurants are closed because they can't get anybody to work because i can make more money to stay home and get unemployment Right versus we got people at the border, people all over the world who would kill Afghanistan. People were hanging onto planes and died because it was better than being where they were at. And the people that are here don't realize that and appreciate what they have. All right, now to answer your other question about what kind of the, are these people, uh, so Victor Frankel uh, is a guy who wrote *Man's Search for Meaning*, and re- he was in a concentration camp. Oh yeah, no, that's good. All right. Awesome thought process, boom. He said that only the worst of us survived because who survived the concentration camp? You had to be willing to steal, do things that maybe you wouldn't do to save your own hide and maybe didn't care about the person next to you. And he said that happened a lot. I know people like this. Right? Sinking. You want them in your life or don't you? You kind of need them in your life because what you can trust is it. I know people like this, right? They, where you're like, because everyone thinks that they're like all morally great until they're suffering. Because I've seen people that are poor and I've seen people that are rich and the rich are always saying the poor are breaking the law, la la Well, if you had... Right there. Oh, if you had a situation and circumstances like poor people would, you would have a little bit looser morals as well. Just out of pure desperation. Right. And that's not, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that's how it works. 
Well, you, all right, so you, if I'm not for me, then who is? But if I am only for me... Well, what I'm saying is you run into people like this that are only concerned about themselves, but it's out of necessity. Yes. Because they wouldn't have survived, made it, had any sort of life if they weren't that way. Right. Like, and so it's like a two-edged sword in a way. And that's why there must be balance. A balance between that, yeah. So what my question is like, well, I, I think you need people like that on your team if you're not that way. If you won't bend the rules or break or do whatever it takes to win, you need to have people that will do that so that you can. Because there's going to be times in everyone's life where they maybe need to do all out to, to, to get what they need or want. Okay, so watching the, the Tyrant's Handbook, okay. um, build your team. All right, so you got a guy who's good at this, person who's good at this, but you, you build your team, right? But he built it for the wrong reason. All right. Um, can I can I explain? Well, you're gonna sit it yeah, because I have a tyrant's handbook. Oh, okay. Okay. So the tyrant's handbook is on Netflix, season one, episode one. It was about Hitler and his rise to power, and one key aspect of his rise to power to having people that are completely loyal to him that have some really good skills. One of them being organization, another being communication, and so he's building his team of minions basically. Yes. So that's what I was setting up for, Mike. I appreciate you. I, I'm sorry I doubted you. I, I have perpetual love for you from now on. I was worried because I was going to lose my thought and then I was going to screw myself. But, oh, she got a nice truck. Um, so Shanda made the Waves of Change Performance Institute. All right. She's got interns working under her. She has our friend who used to be a PJ who's now a counselor working for her, working together. We have these people, all right? We have this vision. We, we need buy-in from them on what we're trying to do. We're trying to help the Air Force. We're trying to help San Antonio. We're trying to help vets. We're trying to help kids with autism. We're trying to help as many people as we can, all right? But and this is an offshoot is you have to do the work to come work with us. I have to do the work working on myself. She's working on her. And we all come together, working together, but we all have different strengths and weaknesses. We have a dais, right? Somebody brings this, somebody brings that, but you use it for good. So instead of me having uh, the uh, traits and things that you were just talking about that you need, but using them for good and for the betterment of man, and then ambition is good because my, I'm ambitious for all of us, not for me, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't matter. We matter as a group, but individually, and that's in America, you know, it's supposed to be the the rights of the people shouldn't outweigh the rights of the individual, right? Because we're all in this together, but at the same time, the individual shouldn't be such an asshole that he can't go, eh, you know what? They're not killing anybody, not hurting anybody, whatever they want. I can go with this. All right, now we're killing and hurting people and doing No, then I need to be able to say something. And, and that's the, the give and take, the, the yin and yang, the everybody, you know, you, I don't have all the answers. And, and do, I love when we have these conversations because we have, like I said, that's why I'm able to say, like, we have 90% of whatever we believe is totally different from the other people. But it doesn't, it doesn't hurt our coexistence and it doesn't make us any less. You being Micah doesn't mean ooh, that I have to be Mike. Micah and Mike. 
Mike and Micah yeah. were equal and the same, and you know, yeah, totally different. And it, and it, and it, hey. guys, hush, you guys are okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You're okay. Oof. It's just people. Hush. So we're having a dog issue. We have people walking by, and the dogs are overprotective. But it's okay. They need to follow. They need. Uh, they're not their own. See, this is how you train other human beings as well. This is kind of fucked up too. <laughs> Use words like hush and kaya te la boca uh, and uh, stuff like that. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. It's an interesting thing to think about uh, this tyrant's wise power, right? And 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 how someone could be so dedicated to a costume, to a I'm German, to we're better, to this is the message. And at a time where that message could be received. So on the other end, that message was received. Think about that. So let's yes. stop blaming Hitler. Let's just say Hitler was just a freaking pawn. He was a uh, – human beings were all – like it was a symphony showing us something. <laughs> okay. Hold on a sec. So we're back. Um, the – Magic Mike, I just posed a very important question. I guess I could, I could pause. Are you not ready? Not Give me All right. Well, I, I will continue. We're, wherever we were talking about, we have no idea. Because uh, that was three hours ago. We had to do some things. We've come back now. And uh, we got there's a lot going on in the world. But uh, <clears throat> the idea that we just sat down with was what is true. Well, I'll let you ask the question. So the question was about, like, well, how did it come about? That's the important thing. The, the, the gas station. The gas station guy who was mad dogging you, looking, you know, kind of weird and maybe intimidatingly or aggressively or some sort of way that was awkward. And and you had opened the door for him. And maybe we were saying that maybe his idea of masculinity was being shattered. And so he was angry at you. And that's why he was mad dogging you. And I was like, well, what the hell is true masculinity versus femininity? And then all of a sudden we hit play. So here we are. I, I honestly don't even know where to start with that question, but I feel like if we answered it, we would have, like, really know what's going on with human beings and our psyche. Uh, but I will say that calmness, being calm, I think, is a trait. I, don't, I can't say it's a trait attached to one or the other. But anyway, what do you think when you start about this? Start talking about this. Oh, we're good. <laughs> so I, the, the first thing popped in my head, Texas football. Okay. All right? Uh, the way that they treat each other, the way the coaches use the, the students, they're expendable. I mean, the coach needs to keep his job, so he needs to win. So I can't afford weakness on my team, which this could also lead us into the bullying and how bullies started and what we got going on. But in a microcosm, a football team, hazing, hierarchy, varsity, junior varsity, starter, bench, second string, right? All this hierarchy that we put on to put you in your place of where you belong. That's masculine. It's masculine, but it's toxic masculinity. Why? Why? Because we're using it for the wrong reason. Now, if what if we were on a football? Well, let me finish. <laughs> uh, we're on a football team, and you're a new wide receiver. Oh, all right. So this goes back to 
that game that we just watched with um, uh, the the Phoenix, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys. All right, the cornerback for the Cowboys used to play with the quarterback. The cornerback played with the quarterback Hurts on the Eagles when they were in uh, Alabama together. Yeah. All right, he was picking them off all night, right? I think he scored a touchdown. Yeah, dude, he fucked him up, <laughs> all right? But did you hear him at one point when he told him to stop doing that because he was going to pick him up off, off all night? He didn't say it in a taunting way. He didn't say it in a mean way. He said it in a teaching way, and he was on a different team. I saw a cowboy player help a Philadelphia guy up. And people were like, oh, no, no, I can't do this wrong team. No, it shows sportsmanlike conduct. It shows a value of a human being. And just because we're on opposing teams, especially on a game that is all about and only for gambling, right? Why does, why does professional sports exist? So people can fucking gamble, yeah. right? So here's this guy showing empathy, showing compassion, showing humanness, saying, dude, stop doing that. I'm going to pick you off all night, right? He's trying to help him so he can be a better player. Because if he excels, then he excels. They have to bring their A game. Because if I know you're on your, you know, you're Tom Brady. You've stopped cheating and you're just a really good quarterback now. How can I beat you unless I bring my A game? So the sports should help bring us up. So if we're on the same team, you're a young wide receiver. I'm an old wide receiver. Hey, watch this. Learn from me. Try this. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, don't round your corners. You know, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. All those things instead of me going, hey, fucking newbie, hey, fucking Ruby, rookie, blah, 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 and push you down instead of I bring you up, right? Just because I was molested doesn't mean I need to molest you, right? We need to do the right thing, and doing the right thing is harnessing relationships, helping them, building them, growing as human beings, because then I'm like, oh, shoot, dude, Magic Mike is getting, I better up my game. Uh, they were saying that uh, about Elliot and the other running back for um, Pollard. Right, because one of them's brand new and getting a whole lot of money. Well, the other one's been here a while and he's getting a whole lot of money too. He's not to earn his money. So, like, are you earning your spot or are we working together? And working together in tandem, like Marcus Allen and God dang uh, Bo Jackson back in the 90s, dude, they were unstoppable, right? You need a running back, you need a fullback, you need a safety, you need a free safety. Oh, shoot, he's, he's got two dudes. I need to go over to his zone and help him out. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Not like, oh, blah, 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 blah. You know? And, but if we all work together in a healthy masculinity where I'm bringing you up instead of I'm a man, you're a man, but I'm a better man than you, and I push you down. Up. Always up. So you just described healthy masculinity in that entire – that's pretty good. I like that. You described it. You didn't define it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would like to ask Shanda, what is femininity in the description or that comes to your mind in a similar or in any, you know, you asked the right person. I think that femininity, femininity right now is in total conflict with itself because the social demands of what a female is, is so spread across the spectrum it's it's now at war with itself and uh, i don't i don't know like so i went to the the fight nights i was telling you about never been to a live fight before 
So the lightweights, then the MMAs came, and then there were these two women fighters. And immediately it just feels wrong in my chest no way, for really? women to be punching themselves in the face. Why? It, it brings up like that, you know, uh, and it probably goes down to like the, the, the giver, some, down all the way, follow it, would go to, the, well, we're life givers. We should not be beating each other, even though they're sportsman but conduct. But what about was, protecting a child when necessary? I wouldn't have to take one boxing class or MMA class in my life to be able to defend the life of one of my children. Because that's a that's a that's also an inside little little energy box that that's opened if it has to be opened. You can't you can, you don't need to train for it because it exists within you. But you know, femininity across so many levels right now is mostly based on sexuality, you know. And, and when where, women what, what and context, in what circumstances, in what, and almost in what, every in America in what, here, you know, America. This is my experience as an American woman. Um, you know, I'm sure it's okay. same or different. Other, well, I mean, look at the, you know, women's oppression and everything across, you know, in different countries. But, you know, I can't just go out and get an abortion. But I can give an 18 year old boy a gun; he can walk around with it. So, what does that communicate to a woman? That I, I'm, what you just said that 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 difference that I have no value and I'm. You know, seen as they not necessary. No I'm not valued as a woman, really. I'm really, I mean, that's what your messaging to me is. The messaging is well. right, but the the overall message to me is: I need to look a certain way. <clears throat> I need to be a certain way. I need to be able to think a certain way. And 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 you know, there's a lot of outward physical uh, pressures that come with that. Um, you know, especially some of the young girls who are in social media, which is where they get 99% of their approval from. So we're always chasing this thing that does not exist and cannot be attained. Because it doesn't matter how many hair extensions I put in my hair, if I do my lashes or whatever, that's the, the same illusion as social media and everything that we're seeing outside. Yeah. So for me to just be me and be real, doesn't, it's not, it's not an appealing thing to the world. Does that make sense? It's why? Because the world doesn't just want to see a short, freckle-faced brown girl. They want to see me kind of dolled up. I need to look a certain way, so other girls oh, would well. So other girls, not only even men, but the other girls will now be like, "Oh, she's interesting," or threat for the women. Yes. For example, so she goes to fight night, right? Who carries the card of the round in between the rounds? A bikinied woman. A very nice-looking bikinied woman. Yeah. Okay? Well, some would say she's nice-looking. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, they're not sending fat women out there. Right? They're sending up a certain shape. Maybe your face ain't there, but the... Well, they're probably missing the entire demographic people like fat women. Maybe they are. <laughs> but, but think about this. So between the guys' rounds, there's a card-holding woman. Yes. So why not between the women's rounds? Why isn't there a guy in a thong? In a thong with his cheeks hanging. With his, why not? Good question. Because there's a difference. Why can you and I buy a gun, but a woman can't have an abortion? It's all choices. Why can't she make a choice? If men got pregnant, I guarantee you abortion would be legal. Okay, but you're talking about the car girl versus car guy. That's on the same exact, that's like in a lab. That's an experiment where all of the circumstances are the same. But it's, it is the same. If Why why do you have a woman f 
carrying a card in between fights of men, why wouldn't you have a man carrying cards for a woman? Is it, is it that it's different, or is it that we as human beings are thinking wrongly, or is it actually naturally different, and we're thinking wrongly by trying to change how the fuck we view men and women? So I'll take it all the way back to, you know I, think, I think it's wrong to have a card girl. Why? That's the objectification of a woman, and all we're using her for is she's a walking billboard. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that's the issue. So, and maybe you can tell that's the issue because if you flip the script and have some dude walking around a thong and that doesn't feel right, maybe it doesn't feel right the, for the female to be doing that either. We've just, we've just become disillusioned. Yes. So that means that what we're trying to find out is human beings we can really disillusion ourselves. If all of what we said is just true, yes. that's the answer. Yes. We what does a card girl, you know, these striking, what, stunning women, the, the card girl, right? What is that? Um, it's creating lust, right? That's a lustful thing, right? Women, that's, that's a lustful energy. This is, my, and this is the way I, I can see it. If those were, you know, if we replace those ladies with four equally as handsome men who are ripped, would would that lustful energy be equal to? I don't think it would. I think there would be some there, but I don't think it would be equal to the lust that comes to the women. So I'm not gay, but if Brad Pitt wanted to suck my penis, I would let Brad Pitt suck my penis, <laughs> right? Because he's a good looking dude, right? I can go, you know, Brad Pitt's a good looking guy. <laughs> This is so good. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> watch the contrast. You know. What about? But hold on. Right, watch this. Watch. So uh, I'm gonna meet up with uh, Salma Hayek and Penelope Cruz tomorrow, and we're gonna have a total hot threesome. Everyone's that, on though? board for that. that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's it's. It's Salma Hayek. <laughs> right. See, that's fine. Everyone's on board for that, but it's like whoa. It's different. Um, uh, it's the whole male female thing. Oh, Brad Pitt is beautiful. He's Brad Pitt is beautiful. Brad Pitt is beautiful. He would look so good sucking my dick. <laughs> well, the podcast is officially going through the gutter at the 34-minute mark in a second minute mission. <laughs> Brad Pitt, if you heard this, uh, <laughs> you know where to fucking find us. All right, you faggot. You faggot. I'm not gay. You're gay for sucking my dick. <laughs> <laughs> we just lit it all. We just opened it all up. Just picture Brad Pitt sucking my dick. Close your eyes. The most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> Soft lips. Years and years of of reciting script has probably strengthened his tongue and mouth into. <laughs> In fact, he's there with George Clooney and Leonardo DiCaprio, and the three of them are playing hide my penis in their mouths. Oh my god. What a dream. What a dream. <laughs> <laughs> this pod, this podcast is sponsored. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by your local church. <laughs> uh, make sure you give your tithes and offerings of at least 10% of all your income to your local church for this message or you will go directly to hell upon death. So fear that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what we were talking about 
perspective, but uh, with masculine and feminine, right? Is where we started. Like, all right, so so Shanda Skinny. All right, the other day we had a we were not an altercation. We had a discussion with some other people, and I noticed their tone with her was very dismissive and not happy at all. And I felt this very jealous vibe. And I said, I don't think they liked you because they were ski- you're skinny. And she said, yes. You know. Were they all big? Yes. How old were they? How many? Two of them between your age and my age. Okay. So late 20s to say 40. You know I'm 34. I know. But, but, but. <laughs> You, you're 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 early twenties to me. <laughs> I see you got a long life. Fucking fourth or fifth person that's told me that in the past. But it's good, dude. You want, it's better to look young, as long as you get Brad Pitt, right? Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Whatever they're bathing in baby's blood. I don't know. They're doing something right. They they look pretty good. But it's all about um, the differences or delineations or. Finding something, you know, I don't like you because you're tall. Mm-hmm. I don't like you because you're skinny. Mm-hmm. I don't like, whatever it is, it's something that somebody doesn't like in themselves and then takes it out on you. Now, is that it, always 100% the case, do you think? I think so. Also, fear of lack, right? So I'm, if I'm in, and now I feel threatened by you. Fear of lack. It's a fear of lack. Okay, so I'm not tall like you, so I'm going to fear that I don't have that. So if I perceive that as something that makes that tall people are now better or more attractive or whatever, then every then I'm going to identify you as a threat now. And so women do that all the time. All right. So women do that, women do that to themselves. And I think that's part of. Um, okay, example. Example. Women are told not to trust other women <laughs> because other women will stab you in the back and, and are jealous of you. Uh, we just saw this new show on Fox. Uh, the best, the rest of us. Or? So you were saying you have been concerned with. So Shanda, what you're saying is you've been concerned with other female specific jealousy of you. Have you been also with masculine other male? Any men being jealous of you? I don't. I don't think so because. No, I don't. I can't say that I've ever really experienced anything like that with a with a male. Okay, so but when women are jealous of you like how do you know and do you have to protect against this or what do you what do you do to approach a situation like this is like in the best way because you can go wrong mm-hmm. a fucking lot when you're dealing with jealousy yeah so it's just something that you observe and i'm not going to try from you from right another person. for sure like you can tell when someone's energy is open or threatening or guarded or whatever that is or if i'm being looked up and down and i a lot of uh, micro expressions mm-hmm. um just read it and know what it is and know what's there i'm not gonna try to change it so you're not trying to you're not trying to change it you're not trying to like manipulate it all. you're just trying to observe it like there it is okay that person probably identify. can't like me <laughs> and that's okay too now there, there's other personalities who will just try to go at that, and and maybe they want to be accepted by that person. Maybe that that's a real popular girl thing, right? Ooh, you know, da 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 da. And so I'll try to manipulate my behavior so I can get this person to finally approve of me because I need that validation, even if it's toxic. And that just goes on and on and on. All divination to divide us and keep us from fucking getting our highest best self because we're too busy fighting little things.
right? We should, it's great that you're tall. You can help me touch something on top of the, the, where I can't reach, right? It's good that I'm short. I can go under the house and get whatever we need, you know? So we need both. But the, the masculinity or femininity if pushed, oh, that's, that's something, uh, for you, but we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. Um, we're, we're all the same. We're all, we are all the same. We're made the same. The DNA, the blood, the blah, blah, blah. Like we're all the same. It's what you do with it. The, the possibility of a human being is Jesus Christ and the Buddha, but it's also Hitler and Kim Jong-il, Kim Jong-il, right? The possibilities are all there. They're limitless and it's what you want to do with it and what you have the desire. It's also the people that created Hitler King Jong Un and everybody that's ever talked about these people. Yes. To include me and you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of a sad fact, but I actually believe that. Like, <clears throat> insofar as we conceive it and can understand that to be a bad person, like, we're not separate. We're all one. So that means what? We're Do all... you, is in, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. <laughs> so, all these bad and good deities. I don't know. They're they're. This is what I'm talking about with thoughts and imagination and human beings and how our inner perceptions of like what Buddha is. Like we all have certain ideas about what Buddha is. We have certain ideas about what who Stalin was, you know, and Russia and all that, based upon, you know, assuming that we have a basic education of like history, right? And so if we consider you, me, everyone else, we were to sit down and write down traits associated with Buddha. We prop and the hundred. We'd probably have like a bunch of them that are the same. Like a lot of them are that are the same. And so that idea or the imagine whatever we imagine Buddha to be is the same in a lot of like very correlated, very similar. And so <clears throat> when you have a an idea that is so similar amongst many, many, many millions of people through thousands of years or whatever. Man, what the fuck does that? What is? What? What? What do you? What comes then? Like that's is that powerful? Is it not powerful? Is that good? Is it not good? That's that's really wondering. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Everything is whatever it is. It's what you choose to make it good or bad. My my car. Um, all right, nine eleven. Some dudes didn't go to work that morning because they were sick. Some dudes didn't go to work that morning because there were waves Their firing. Alarm didn't go off. Their alarm didn't go off. They're alive to this day. So, fuck, my alarm didn't go off. I'm late for work. Holy fuck. Thank God I didn't go to work. Yeah. How fucking crazy is that to have that life experience? Like, but, dude, that happens every day. Right? We, you haven't realized that's probably happened to you at some point and you fucked something up and that just happened to be the Mack truck that you missed. Yes. Exactly. So to build upon this. Okay, so are you saying that because because you, because that one human being had the experience of their, missing their alarm, seemingly unfortunate, turned to fortunate, 
after two days of life unfolding, 9-11, and he would have died, you now recognize there had to be at some point in time in your life where that happened to you. Probably on the road. I can name a shitload of them. And you actually, okay, now you identify, okay, you know them, but like even somebody that couldn't identify them, they'd have to think, like it, it would be probably a true thought or a healthy thought, let's just say that, a healthy thought to be like, wow, there's a time in my life where that happened to me. Okay, so. And I didn't know it necessarily. Have me come back to if you meet the Buddha, kill the Buddha. But in the meantime. What? Yeah, yeah, you're, this is what I wanted to blow your mind with. Okay. All right. Uh, 2012, I used to get injections into my spine for, um, cause my shit's all fucked up. I got an artificial disc in now, my hands go numb, but I used to get injections that would make it so my fingers were better. Mm-hmm. All right. So the guy goes, and here's another lesson. Don't go to a doctor on his last day or his first day. All right. So I'm there at his last day. The motherfucker misses something, hits something, throws my heart into SVT. My heart is 284 beats a minute flying. What? Oh, yeah. Possible? Yes. Holy shit. All right. And it was like that for 12 hours. Oh, yeah. And you're alive. And I'm alive. All right. So he stabs me. I'm laying on the table. I hear my heart. Why is your heart going this fast again? Because he put adrenaline, he put uh, epinephrine into my heart, heart. You why? no 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 he was supposed to be an injection into my so this is a medical malpractice situation if well because we're in the military i consume anyway but wow. but but at least so but here's the good thing when it happened i wasn't thinking it was a bad thing i wasn't like there i mean there, it's a whole long story i can go into stabs me i i have this weird premonition that this is for a good reason i don't know why right they end up finding out that i have a heart murmur Right, I've been passing a class three flight physical for our job for the last twelve years. No heart murmur. No, heart murmur. no one ever caught it. This guy stabs it. Boom! Shows it. All of a sudden, there's a heart murmur there. No one's ever noticed. Wow. All right, so I got a con- connectivity, conductivity, electrical issue going on in my heart. Uh-huh. They ablaze it. They fix it. Never happens again. All right. The flu comes a couple years later. And my sister dies from a heart condition from the flu. What year is this? Uh, this is four years ago. Right before the whole... 17. Yeah. Right? Dies from the flu oh from a heart attack. And that was uh, hereditary. Yes. I never told anybody because I didn't think... I'm like, oh... Sh-. But anyway, the, the point is, is that saved my life. Me getting stabbed by a doctor one day. Right, I've got a, a a fucking million of those that things have. If the that's such a powerful one. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So like, you can't argue with that. Like, what does that do to you? That makes you that believe that has to build your faith. So ridiculous. it's all faith. But but if I die, I die. Right, I'm not worried about living or dying. It's not a cynical thing. Either. That's just uh, yeah. we're all gonna die someday. Yeah. All right, so. Back to your original, if you meet the Buddha, kill the Buddha. Okay, why? Because if you can kill him, then he's not the Buddha. It's all about you do what you're supposed to do. Don't worry about anybody else. And if you're able to do it, then it was meant to happen or it was supposed to happen. But you use this for good, not for, oh, I was saved in the trenches of World War One. Now I'm going to bring the German people up and we're going to take out everybody. It's all intention and what you use stuff for. 
right? We're, we're alive for a reason. What is our purpose? I don't know. But my purpose is to make the world as good a place as I can, help as many people as I can, and enjoy every single day. Let me read this. We're visitors on this planet. We're here for 90 or 100 years at the very most. During that period, we must try to do something good, something useful with our lives. If you contribute to other people's happiness, you will find the true goal, the true meaning of life. The Dalai Lama. It's right behind you. (laughs) The message is glaring behind you. I read it. I also live here. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's really good. And it's appropriate for what we're talking about right now. And, and like notice notice how there's no ending to that it's a process and it's just it's just a description of a process so but but life is that you learn or you grow right it's all a process and once you remove the veil and see the truth and and you will recognize truths like cuz truths or this amazing, like I have these things called noble truths. Mm-hmm. And to me, they're like the foundations of what life is or, or what my life is or how I do it. And I think that the Bible or the Quran or Mein Kampf, they're, this is the way I did it, right? They're all blueprints and, and it's up to us to learn the lessons from, you know, like you said, you read the first chapter and like, got it, right? This dude's fucked well, okay, up. Okay, so the next step of philosophy is understanding what that lesson means to you. You read a lesson. Right. Right. So let's say you read from the Quran or the Bible or whatever, right? And you read a lesson or a story, and you got something out of it of moral or ethical or some yeah. sort of social value. So this lesson. <clears throat> okay. So analyze what specifically you're taking out of the story. <coughs> you okay, buddy? He comes right in like he's scared. Hey, relax, relax. Uh, okay, go talk. Don't hush. Um, so, the the where was I? The lesson. The. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Uh, let me pick it up again. Were we talking about lessons? Well, you, you, yes. All right. So what you were saying was, um, you you see the Bible, you hear the Bible, you read the story, you make it. Your own, yeah. Okay, so you you're analyzing what you've, how you're thinking about that story. Right. So you can analyze one level, thinking about that story directly, pull out of it whatever it may mean. Okay, but yeah. then what you pull out of it now analyze what you've pulled out of it, not the story itself. And now you're building your own identity because, but also you need perspective from what other people pulled out of it and differences. Yes. Because we can listen. Well, let's say we listen to the you know the story of uh, fucking what's one that everybody knows Noah. Everybody knows Noah and the Ark. That's in the Bible, right? So everybody pulls certain moral or ethical values out of that, or let's just say social value from that story. We all learn something. We write that down. We see all the differences. Now we can see what our value system is because we pulled out that 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 word, and the other person pulled out this 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 and this. And we both listen to the same fucking shit. It's a diamond. It's all different directions. What do you see? But that's how you build your own identity. Yeah. So you're analyzing not the story anymore. You're analyzing the information that you pulled from the story. Well, you first have to analyze the story. 
to get the blueprint to actually right. pull stuff out. And then after you do that, you can do another study as to what you pulled out in relation to other people. And you could do this in the news and anything today. And now you're gaining yourself a real identity. <clears throat> so let me give you... Or you're, maybe you're discovering your what your identity is. Because, you know, I feel like life is a discovery process and you're discovering your identity little by little. Or your purpose, or whatever. Maybe this would be discovering your identity. Yeah. Okay, so when I was 15, I made a deal with the ocean that I would not eat anything in the ocean if they wouldn't eat me. All right? I have I told you this story? If they wouldn't what? All right, so I'm 15 years old. You have told me this, but I forget that last part. Well, so I'm sitting out there in the ocean, yeah. and it, dude, I had just had the most sharky feeling like I was gray, the water was gray, everything was gray. It was like, please you just like eat me. I was gonna be eaten. Yeah. Okay. All right, because I grew up in a very sharky part of California. Okay. Uh, I, I, in fact, I have two friends that have been eating my sharks. All right. Are you serious? Yes. So I'm 15. I'm looking out in the ocean, and I say, I will make you a deal. I will not eat you if you don't eat me. A shark jumped out of the water. And landed, and I took that as the ocean had accepted my, my, uh, my deal. Oh my god! Right, I'm not gonna eat you. You don't eat me. All right. Kind of crazy. Maybe. All right. I've gone my entire life not worried about sharks. I mean, I don't, I don't go in there bleeding. I don't do anything stupid. If if there if there are sharks in the water, and you see too many of them jumping out of the water. Okay, you get out. All right. So this this trip that we were on. Um, they actually had to cancel uh, part of the, the trestle's surf. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go on. They had to postpone the surf event because they had sharks jumping out of the water. All right? So I'm, I'm thinking about, like, all right, so what – because all, all these people I've met are like, I don't go in the ocean past my ankles. I don't go in water I can't see the bottom of. Okay, why? Well, I'm afraid of sharks. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. And so I start thinking, all right, so as a, as a young person or as anybody – okay. Go to bed. So working with Shanda, working with counselors, working with understanding things, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm afraid of the dark. Okay, what am I really afraid of? Well, when I was younger, my uh, no. my uncle would come visit me at night and do things to me. So I don't like the dark because I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm, I'm looking at this, this shark thing. So as a 15-year-old boy, you know, I want to surf. It's fun, but I'm scared. Right? Well, how do I... How do you come to terms with your fear? Mm -hmm. Well, you give your fear a name or you make a deal with something in your head you and understand it. you understand it. Or you, you seek a, yeah, by understanding something, you become less afraid. Okay. That's so, one way. Well, all right, so this is, I brainwash myself on all kinds of stuff, but for positivity. Um, and, and I think whether, think of faith and hope as a young person, you don't know any better. Right, I'm able to have faith and hope because I haven't been stomped on by the world yet. I haven't seen everything that I've built destroyed. I'm like, I'm still fresh and new. So why wouldn't you believe that if you made a deal with the ocean that it wouldn't eat you? Mm -hmm. Versus at my age now, I look back and what I was doing was, I, well, I still believe that I have this deal with the ocean, right? To me, that's the truth. Um, but psychologically, 
what I've done is come to terms with a fear of mine, rational or irrational. I, I came up with an answer and said, okay, you know, like flying. I don't really like heights, but I'm like, I'm helping somebody. And if I die, I've helped somebody. So it's okay. I'm not afraid of heights. If I have a reason to be at that height. And the reason of helping another person is good enough. Good enough. For death. Yeah. Because I have, I believe, as Muhammad Ali did, that our service here is our payment for the next world. And there's a next world, you think? Of course. And if there isn't, at least I did the right thing and tried to make the world a better place. So in this area, you have nothing to lose, essentially, with this, uh, except... Nothing to lose? If you're wrong, then you just gave a lot to other people. What does that? What that does doesn't that, matter because that that in itself is right. So you cannot be wrong because you are doing correct. You're doing what you want to do. What feels good. You're enjoying it. Yeah. I guess as long as you're enjoying that. Well, even if not, because think. No, you'd have to be enjoying it because if you were doing something you didn't enjoy, you would essentially be putting out. You know, not good. You know, you'd be. You you would be putting out struggle. The energy exchange would be different. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's okay. That's why I don't do that. But it's not so much the enjoyment. Like I don't enjoy sweating my ass off working in the garden. Uh But I do enjoy that we have a nice garden and that we have a nice place to come home to. Yeah. You know. So tomato, tomato, potato, potato. You know, it's all speech on how you put it, Mm -hmm. but. But I think that like, just well, I guess what I'm I'm hung up on is the um, enjoyment. Like it's it's not enjoyment, but it is betterment. If I wouldn't do something if it wasn't better in me. Your own perspective, right? You should be enjoying if you're living and doing something, especially in this. No, I was talking specifically. So I was talking specifically when you're saying about helping others mm-hmm. all the time, and you were saying paying it's paying it forward to the next life, yeah. and we were saying well, regardless of whether or not it's paying, it doesn't matter whether it's paying it forward to the next life or not. Let's talk about what happens in this life by giving to other people. You are doing good, but I was saying I don't think you are unless you're enjoying helping. If you're not enjoying helping and you're kind of like doing it, and it's a huge struggle. To me, that's not helping, actually. No, it's not. That's actually helping other people stay lazy and not do anything. Like, you have to, you can't help somebody that doesn't want to help themselves or change themselves. But a human being that wants to change can change. They just have to want to. Right? I want to quit drugs. I want to quit beating my wife. Well, then just quit doing drugs and quit beating your wife. Mm-hmm. You have to stop about it. You can't tell me all day, I really wish I could stop drugs. Blah, 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 and you go on and on, but you don't actually do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so yes, totally correct in what you're saying. Um, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, for me, think about when we did Underwaters in, in Doc. Mm-hmm. Right? You're, you're in this moment. It totally sucks. But you know that if you go through this course, that you'll be able to go do other things. No. Go on. But, but then you also find enjoyment. But so imagine this. All right. So there's work and toil. Mm-hmm. All right. Work, from what I've been taught, from what I believe, 
is why you're here and what you're supposed to do, the work you're oh, supposed you to do here. Earlier. Right. Toil is what you do to make a living. Right? So I won't make the world a better place, but I gotta make a living. Okay, so I do this odd end job or I do this or I do that. And it enables me to now do my work. But people, because, it, so a, let's go with every religion, just about believes that the next world is where you get your, your just results, your desserts, everything that you do heaven, okay. right? So, but to get there, you got to do all these things here. Do good things. So this is an adventure. This is like the Legend of Zelda. Yeah, we we're here to learn a lesson, yeah. right? Even if you take it down to this is a penal planet. We are here because we did something wrong, and we can't go to the next place until we learn that lesson, okay. right? The Buddha was the first person to show that you could break this chain of constantly born death, born death, born death, until you get it right by getting it right. All right, so now that the Buddha showed us that you can do that, so now what they have is they have bodhisattvas. And a bodhisattva is a person who has attained enlightenment but chooses to stay here and help other people so they can also achieve enlightenment. And enlightenment is just, why am I here? What am I doing? How do I make the world a better place? What's our purpose? Like, And that's what I was saying from the get-go. We're so insignificant. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so if we recognize our insignificance, it's all about getting we're so it. insignificant in many, many circumstances, but in, in, in a lot of different relationships, we're very significant. Oh. Yeah, we are significant in our relationship to other people. Like certain relationships make us more significant. That's probably why we value them. That's probably why we... Work on them. It's like a micro and a macro way of looking at it, right? Like, you are very significant to me. Like, Mike is very significant. And I'm the same to him. But in the macro picture, we're just not really that important. We're here for this tiny second. And honoring the significance between relationship and the positive vibration we've been talking about, that's where growth and connection and... um I don't have a better word for that, but that's where that can go. Do you know how many stars and universes and unknown universes there are out there? I don't know. We we don't know, and that's how small and insignificant we are. Because uh, I mean, later. if you think of San Antonio, it's kind of like an ant hill, and we're ants in it. We're ants, yeah. yeah. And then there's the New York City ant hill and LA ant hill yeah. and freaking Des, Mo- Des Moines, Iowa. Yes. The, we'll show you after this, uh, maybe we'll take a break and watch this so we can continue. There's a video that talks about how small the universe really is. And you find out that the universe is like so expansive that our little fucking brains can't comprehend. And there's this picture that shows what looks like space dust and light. And right there is our planet surrounded by everything that's how insignificant we are we don't even we're a bot we're a dot on a planet in this and to realize and agree to the insignificance means that now i can set all of the things that i think that mattered aside 
identity and and my status identity and my identity uh what do i do for my job blah 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 none of that really matters now because i realize the insignificance of that so now what does matter is how i'm going to choose to live in my existence and really live because if, if, if the teams don't matter if nothing that when that doesn't matter then i've created space for what really does matter Boom. Should we take a break and show you this video, dude? It'll blow your mind. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> 